Good morning, everybody. It's great to be with you again today to this season of Advent. I'm going to stand and sit. It's going to happen. Everybody made it through Thanksgiving. Congrats. Well done, right? We can clap. That's good. Take a breath with me right now. Just take a breath and let it out. As we enter this time of Advent, I was excited um, when Jen and I were doing worship throughout the next several weeks that we were going to take time to look at the different gospel stories and the different ways that Jesus comes into this world and how those different stories show a different way, the different ways Jesus comes in. When I was in Old Testament, I had an Old Testament professor, Andrea Shula, talk about the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament. He invited us to think about it as, as a conversation happening around a table, but not everybody was at the table at the same time. Because then what happens is that, you know, if you look at the, at the Old Testament, you have two different creation stories, one on top of another. And you have two stories of, of Noah and the ark. And you have these different stories that sort of show up. And, and the reality is that the Old Testament was written by a whole lot of different folks, by a group of people who were there at different points. And the idea was that all of these stories told these different stories that you would have come up. And this comes up in different ways there but that they weren't competing with one another. But what I found in this approach is that it invites different stories to the table, right? And so when we look at the gospel stories, the reality, right? There was a point early on in, in seminary even, maybe even it was at some point the obvious fact came to me that when we talk about Matthew and when we talk about Luke, when we talk about wise men and shepherds, they're different stories. They were different stories. And then realizing when I was in seminary that Mark was the first gospel written, and that Matthew and Luke both draw from this gospel or drew from this gospel is a whole other story. It was really eye-opening for me. I love Mark. Mark is the gospel that I tend to be drawn to the most. I love the immediacy of it. I love the, the bare bones of it. I love that Jesus, every time we interact with him, he seems under his fingernails. There are a couple of times, and, and one time, kind of, and he's like, okay, let's, let's give it a go again. I love that. I love it. I love it. And I also love the complexity of having different gospel stories. Because then the idea is that realist different communities, going through different things. And so as we take these and we understand stories, you know, as we'll talk about, Matthew was written largely for um, a pre predominantly Jewish audience. And uh, Luke was written predominantly for a Gentile audience. John is a little more complicated, but Mark was written for an audience about Jews. The meaning of what Jesus's life had really meant. So as they were gathering, they weren't really concerned. But right now, what we're faced with is the immediate of Jesus is on the scene. John comes in and says, it is here. I, they start off by saying, whoever the narrator, the writer of Mark, says we are starting with this proclamation. Jesus has said that we are struggling, we are going through here. And God is not messing around. Now we can get caught up in some of John's language around repentance. We have a moment, that good Protestant work ethic that we have, that I know I have, where I'm going to work my repentance. I'm going to work, I'm going to, and then I'm going to give myself a really hard time when I mess up this list of things I've created, this list of things that I have decided, they separate me from God. I have decided, I have decided those things separate me from God, when the reality is that what God says is, I am here, I am here. 
I love the passage from Exodus today in juxtaposition with this passage from Mark. Because I invite, I was excited to be able to offer that as a companion, Mark and text. Because this passage from Exodus, we could back up just a minute, where Moses is there, he's interacting with God, this intense burning bush experience, right? And he's like, but who am I supposed to tell them? Who am I supposed to tell them? And God says, tell them I am ascending you. And if we could pause for just a moment, and just what does that actually mean? So often we have these texts in, in scripture where we're reading. Because think if you're sitting somewhere, and so if I were to come in and say to you, God has said, well, I am has sent me. Well, no, who is I am? Jesus follows that up later and says, I, I am. He affirms it again. What does that mean? You know, as I've been sitting with what that means over the last year in particular, and time of Advent, I invite you to think of it as the intended. But this pause that is filled with anticipation, this filled with this recognition, and to see that what God is inviting us to, God is not I did, God is not I have, God is, which gets tricky then if your theology really lives into that, because it means that I cannot say I am worth, say that of God. God is so with us that God is being. God is in our breathing. There is no way to remove God. And when we get caught up in that, that sentence, right, when we start thinking about all of the things we've done wrong, all of the things we have told our God, we are in act, we are in, in that action separating ourselves from God. Because then we're thinking, 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 thinking about all of the things that separate us from God who just wants us to be. And we can fight and fight and fight against that. We can do that. But that being, cleansing, is not about trying to rinse ourselves off, right? Not trying to cleanse ourselves from all of this grossness or this that grossness and that ickiness. We've got that, right? We did that. We made that. So that cleansing is instead reminding us that within us, of God, everywhere. One of the things I would invite you all to do that. When we talk about trauma living in our bodies, things I've realized is that different points in your life, you learn how to tighten, right? But then what happens is our body goes to that tightness. So breath without spirit. So this is where this gets a little weird because I also want to talk about baptism and I want to talk about this powerful moment that Jesus has where this dove shows up, right? God in the presence comes in. There is this voice, this loud, booming voice from heaven. And I want to talk about what happens when we exist with the reality of being. We move toward Christmas. As we move toward the presence of Jesus to get when you do. And particularly we talk about birds, we talk about nature. I want to show to me in the last year. Because what I've been finding in the last year, in the last October, um, of going on. And what I found though was at this point in my life, it was a few years, when I just felt like I was just sort of ripped raw. That were going on without any clarity about what would have focus on. And my body and mind were fine as a whole. A clearing out of all of those narratives that told me I'm kind, that told me I was unloved. And I didn't know what that meant, but I knew. And I knew that it meant learning how to experience my. And so at a point early on in October, I made a video. I started also, I'm, I'm very clear that I think to their stories. So I've found over the last year also that I've started recording my story as a way of inviting other people into telling their, be a reference check, to let myself be out there, let myself. So anyway, so I start recording myself, and this was early October of last year, and to delight more. I was out, I have a two-story house, two-story, four-square, I was on the back deck of this upstairs back deck, and I was standing to be alive. I want to know what it means to feel the cool, know what it means to feel warmth of the song. And as I was singing, another bird singing with it. 
And I get in, I'm sort of visually, I'm kind of, right, this beautiful. And so I kind of let myself get choked up and have that. And then a few days later, and this is where it gets weird, I was at a birthday party. I have a, as Elliot, some of you may have met Elliot uh, last week. Um, so this was last year. So I was at a birthday party, and her name's Xander. And we're there, and all the kids are kind of playing, and I told y'all it was going to get weird. And I'm like, okay, well, tell me more. What's psychic school? So it turns out a number of years ago, they'd met, they'd both been to some sort of metaphysical site, whatever that may mean. They'd go to school there together. And so they met, and so that was, that was sort of an interesting conversation. And I've had enough sort of strange ways. But so then later in the evening, we're all sitting around the fire, and there was a couple there, men and women, who had marital difficulties. And so it turns out both of these people at some point. And so then Shannon and Jessica said, well, why don't I'm like, well, this is new for me. But I'm like, okay, I'm suspending disbelief. I'm open to what may happen. So then they have a whole conversation with this couple. And, and, and so I was like, okay, well, that's kind of cool. So then Shannon turned to me and said, I said, well, uh, yeah. I said, that's a good way to describe them. That described them. And she said, and mind you, Shannon and I were not friends. So, I mean, we're friends in the way that you're friends with, you know, parents, but, but she didn't know anything that was going on in my life or anything like that. And she said, your dad, he just, he wants to let you and then she said, oh, 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 he also wants to let in the birds. So then stuff got weird, right? And what it was, and what's happened since, that was probably the most affirmed for me of the reality of the existence of God that I've had. And I've had a lot of weird moments happen. And at some point, I'll share those at different points, come up a lot. But it was this moment where at this beginning of my journey, you're with me right now. It gave me presence to know where it has been there. And for anyone who's lost anyone, you have these, they're there. But then your rational mind says, elect. But when you are being in a way your soul knows. So as we engage in this time in God, and that space, when we leave it inside, you go outside, leave it in another room. It was the first few days. No agenda. Just look. That's not the goal. It's to recognize that you think. Talk to God. Talk to Jesus. Talk to whoever that beat yourself up. God is not about that. I'm sorry. But God is inviting us to being.